gonna be the bad episode. <laughs> no, we're gonna be the baddie episode. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> bad. Hello world, this is Daniel Rauschberger coming to you all from the V89 studio. The clouds have parted, allowing for the sun to shine down on the glorious campus that is Florida State University. I am sitting next to my co-host, my co-worker and friend, Abby Williams. How are you, Abby? Tell the people. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for that introduction. That was great. And I think a perfect description of how this week went because it started raining aggressively this week. Uh, we had that hurricane. The tropical storm. Yes, sorry. Let me, let me clarify. Tropical storm, which really did absolutely nothing but knock the power out in my neighborhood <laughs> because of where I'm located in Tallahassee just put the power lines on the worst area. So. That's rough. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like the only house in all of Tallahassee to lose power. <laughs> I know that a bunch of people were like buying a bunch of water and supplies. Mm. And we had this, my, my apartment had this whole case of water. And the next day we woke up and it's just like, it's just raining. I feel like everyone mm. who lives in Florida definitely like is given the proper training at the age of four on like what you're supposed to do when a tropical storm is coming. <laughs> like, buy a bunch of water. Yeah, buy a bunch of water, flashlights, batteries. Come on. I mean, you need the little heated things so you can cook food. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was quite a doozy, uh, I must yeah. say. However, that was last weekend, and, and this is this weekend. <laughs> and, and this is this weekend. This is the time. <laughs> we have... How have you been doing lately? What's been going on? Oh, well, uh, I had a bunch of exams uh, last week, midterms. I'm sure you experienced that. It's midterm season, baby. Yeah, I, I don't... I was not really in the mental capacity to take all those exams, but it happened. It happened. And now I'm getting over, like, a cold. I'm on antibiotics. I don't even know what for. The doctor didn't tell me. He just gave me a bunch of... Things to take. I was like, I accept, honestly. It's like, just give me, give me medicine, give me medication, Make me please. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's also been you know getting pretty uh spooky. Like oh we sure, said. yeah. It's Thursday. it's been it's it's been getting spooky. Thursday is Halloweeny. It is. What are you gonna dress up as? Honestly, I don't know. I uh, I worked at Foot Locker over the summer. And when you leave, they let you keep the referee shirt. You need to be a Foot Locker so, employee, not even a referee. Yeah. You just solely need to... Just, just a Foot Locker employee. Can you walk around, like, bring, like, an empty shoebox and walk around <laughs> with it. And then inside the shoebox is just, like, a bunch of knickknacks. Yeah. And I'll have people... Maybe I'll bring some shoes to have people try on. <laughs> yes. And I'll bring those really thin <gasps> Wait, socks. can you actually request to have the foot measurer and go around and measure everyone's <laughs> foot? At yeah. A at, like, a party or something? I'll, I'll measure everybody's feet. That would be incredible. Um, we actually had a, a costume party last night yes that was fun i was dressed up as a visco girl unironically i swear did i own all the pieces of that costume and not have to purchase anything maybe uh did did i really was i actually very comfortable and enjoyed that outfit entirely yes essentially i did but uh would i classify myself as a visco girl uh no comment. No comment. Moving on. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then for actual Halloween, um, I thrifted my whole costume. Very nice. Love secondhand. Um, I got a green suit. So I want you to guess what I'm going to be with a green suit and a, a blonde wig, bobbed wig. A green bob, a green suit. Green. <laughs> a green bob wig and a blonde suit. Um, no. I don't. 
I don't know. I'm actually awful at guessing. Uh, what are you going to be like? Uh, I don't know. Money? Yeah. I don't yes, know. Yes. I am money. Oh. Uh, De Niro. No, I am uh, going to be Tyler the Creator. Oh, my. What? That's amazing, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm I actually happy. really wanted to go to his concert in Atlanta, but I didn't want to drive four hours to That's go. A trek. Yeah, it is. It, it is. I've actually gone to concerts in Atlanta, though, but I took a bus, and that was a scary experience. <laughs> Cause it was like it wasn't like a fancy bus. It was a Greyhound, and it was mm-hmm. just a lot. And we took the scenic route, and the scenic route of Georgia isn't very scenic. It's just like a lot of cotton fields, so it's just scary. I have <laughs> I have a actually really crazy story about a Greyhound bus. No, um, I feel like there's no such thing as a normal story about a Greyhound bus. It's always like a crazy story. It's always yeah. The um, crazy story is the the normal the mean of a <laughs> of a. A Greyhound trip. Whatever you expect a Greyhound uh, trip to be, just it's take that out the window and just have open arms because... Yeah, you really do. I didn't know that going into the, the drive, though. Like, I didn't know that it was going to be that intense. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it really gets a... Uh... So go, give me your story. Okay, well, it was last year, my freshman year, and mm-hmm. as you all know, we had this hurricane coming. And uh, wait, you took it down south. You took I it took home? it all the way down south to Miami, Florida. That's like a thick ten-minute, uh, ten-hour bus ride. It it really was. Anyways, it was me and my roommate Thomas, and <clears throat> all of the like red coaches and all of the other places that were you know other bus stations or companies. They all sold out of their tickets. Yeah, and like, so whenever I would go home my freshman year, I would take the red the red coach because yeah. those are like they recline. They not, yeah, they not, they're yeah, nice. We got Wi-Fi on the bus. Oh, Wi-Fi? Jeez, okay. Yeah, um, they're bougie. And anyways, going to find a Greyhound that goes directly to Miami, no such thing. They were sold out as it well. Exist. So doing the, being the trip advisor that I am, I decided to find out <laughs> connecting buses. So I found one that went from Tallahassee to Jacksonville two-hour layover from 3 p- three a.m. to 5 a.m., oh Jacksonville to Orlando. You switch buses in Orlando, right? Then from Orlando, you come down to Miami and totally was like a 13-hour bus oh ride. Oh, my goodness. And so we get, we get to um, the Greyhound station, and it's like 11 p.m., and we're very exhausted, <laughs> uh, my roommate Thomas and I. And oh, you guys took the buses together. Together, yes. Well, and at least you didn't experience it alone. Well, of course, yeah. At no. least you had like a little buddy, you yeah, know. Kind of, and <laughs> right. uh, we uh, we get into the. We're waiting in this huge line because everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get down uh, out of Tallahassee because our hurricane's coming. Yeah. And eventually, scary. we finally get into a very packed bus, and we're driving all the way to Jacksonville, and it's just really weird. People. I had one guy eating like some type of vegetable next to me crunching very loudly i was like this is very nice very soothing um one time yeah i i literally at, at 5 a.m was on a bus and people were eating hot food at 5 a.m i literally wanted to throw up that's <laughs> just like i just like so. why are you eating like full-blown chili at 5 a.m like i literally like i'm so mad <laughs> yeah no it's awful it's like you don't you don't expect any just, you can't you no can't. just so many creatures on that bus yeah, and as we get to Jacksonville, and it's like a two, three-hour layover. We layover. finally get it layover, right? <laughs> we finally get to our next bus, and I haven't slept for like hours at this point. We yeah, finally you get don't to sleep on those buses. You don't. My roommate mm-hmm. slept on those buses. I don't know how Thomas did it, but he's a champion. I admire Taking him. Some Nyquil, something like he that. He probably did. Knocked <laughs> out, cold, stone. Mm-mm, not waking him up. And we get from Jacksonville to Orlando, and. <laughs> Finally, Thomas gets a call from his cousin who's saying that he's in Orlando and he can take us down to Miami. Oh, yeah. 
And I'm like, are you sure, Thomas? Are you sure that we can get off of this bus and into a car? He goes, yes. We get out of the bus and the, con- the, the driver's like, the where, you guys, where are you guys going? Conductor. And the conductor of the bus was like, where are you guys going? We said, we're getting off. He said, okay. Threw our bags out of the bus. We were waiting there. And then just as we get into um, his cousin's very packed truck, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to stop by in Disney. No. And I was like, we're going to Disney World now? You're like, there's a full-on hurricane I was like, coming a hurricane. our way. I want to go home. We stop in Disney for like two hours. Like in, this, like you're in Disney Park. You're in, in the park. We're in like, yeah, we're basically like at the park, just driving around Orlando for like two hours. I haven't slept for, I think, 25 so there, hours. My question is, was there a purpose to this? Was he? Was there a meaning behind why you guys No, were we wanted to get some food. But everything was like, oh, you know, guys, it's just too expensive. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. We're in Disney. Anyways, we leave Disney and we finally get to Miami. And from it being like a 13 hour bus ride, it turns into like this day long adventure <laughs> that the happiest place on earth. Yeah, really. Honestly, better, though, than sitting on a bus. Amen. Right. And at least in a car, even though you were driving around Disney, I feel like you could sleep better in that. I know, like, when I took uh, buses my freshman year to go home, I could not sleep. One time, like, a kid was playing on an iPad from the wee hours of midnight to 4 a.m. because my mom would always put me on the late-night buses. But I would, like, get up and, like, give him the death stare across the thing because he would always take his headphones out so I could hear the stupid little songs that were yeah. coming from the iPad. And I'd be like, if you don't turn it off, you're going <laughs> to regret gonna, it. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> you're going to regret it. Yeah. <clears throat> and... But yeah, I'm glad I have a car now, mm-hmm. so I could go. But most of the time, I'll catch a ride with my friends because I don't like to put the miles on my car. And True. If I have a lot of people who are, who go to my, who are from Miami, so I could just you know carpool with them. Of course. But did no one, none of your friends had cars and drove home that weekend? All my friends who had cars decided to stick it out and throw a hurricane no. party. Yeah. They're fools. All right, fools. Tom fooleries. Okay, um. let's introduce our first guest. Yes. He's ready. Can I speak now? <laughs> you may speak. Those are great stories, yo. There were yeah. so many times I wanted to chime in. Did you say, no, you should have. You should, you should have, have chimed in. It would have been our little ambient, like, gremlin on our shoulders. No, like, I liked the visual, like, having this, like, deep stare at Daniel, knowing that I couldn't say, like, <laughs> I couldn't say, like, anything to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, what did you want to say? Was there anything specific you wanted to input in those stories? Oh, I never have anything good to say. <laughs> oh, and here's our guest. <laughs> Kyle, everybody. This is Kyle. Yeah, we never <laughs> said his name. We're just like, speak, sir. Yes. Um, but yeah, so welcome. You have been so helpful in the process of putting this podcast together, so... I want you to tell our guests, or no, our listeners, what you've been doing for us. Um, well, I guess uh, I'm a bit of an ambassador okay. to uh, He's our liaison to V89. I used to work um, production here, alongside working production at Club Down Under. Double whammy. Um, I didn't have the time to really continue production with V89, but I'm honestly super thankful that they're letting us use this yeah. studio. To record yeah. this. Um, and you helped edit our first podcast yes. and do the mm-hmm. production aspect of all that. So that's B- really cool. Big shout out to you, Kyle. For Shout for, out. Shout out to Kyle, everybody, for being clutch. When did you start <laughs> getting involved in working with production? Is this all self-taught or? Um, well, no, I actually, um, I had a lot of friends in Club Done Under and I always wanted to volunteer with them. I was like super shy 
uh, as far as like going out to do like like being school, involved, yeah, yeah, campus organization stuff. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's hard to like take that initial you know step to getting involved, and because it it feels like. At, like, at least, like, with other organizations I've tried to, like, get involved with on campus, it always feels, like, intimidating because those groups feel very solidified. Like, everyone knows everyone. But I feel like with Club Down Under, it was just, like, hi, you're in it forever now. Yeah, honestly, like, it's it's really hard to convince someone who's, like, really depressed, watching, like, <laughs> speed runs all day in bed after class and, like, waking up only to go eat at, like, the den to get a smash burger and okay. it in your face. This was the most, like, specific thing, but I know there's, like, 12 people listening that are like, like yes. Yep, yeah. that's me. <laughs> it's hard to convince someone like that, someone like me back then, to get up and go, like, bear it all for an interview. Bear it at, all. At Club Down Under, but, yeah. like, you know, you get there and it... Would you, know, you say this was, like, one of the, like, pinnacle decisions of your college experience? Oh, easily. Experience? easily. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So I, I decided I want to get involved, like, no matter what. So I interviewed with all four departments. Started with PR. Really? Absolutely blew it. Like, it was just terrible. Um, the interview was terrible? The, yeah, or? the interview. I, no, because you started out in PR, right? No, no, no. I started out in production. My first interview was with PR. Oh. And I did a terrible job of that interview. They asked me, like, what is important about PR? And I gave some, like, long rambling answer <laughs> that didn't make any sense. And then I remember I ended it with, and yeah, it's just a really good time. <laughs> but, wow, and they're like, okay, so not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily... Uh, production was my last interview, and I was a pro at that point. Like, really? I could, I could well, answer any question you could throw Well, right, because you had already gone through the other three departments. Right. But then, had you had production experience going? Not, none at all. I, wow. I prefaced really? in, in my interview that, like, I don't know what Hertz is. I don't know anything about that. I feel like I having... Hertz I feel like having, uh, coming into these interviews, like, having some experience definitely helps. So, like, you, like, you had... Did you have any interest in production? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean... I mean, who doesn't want to know something that they're so close to mm-hmm. and just never find that knowledge? Like, you know, you go to the shows and whatnot, and you, you just you you can't help wires. but wonder, like, does this show sound good? Does it sound bad? How can I tell? Right. How can I figure out? Yeah, and I'm know? sure now after being involved, you look at shows in such a different way now. Because oh, yeah. I know, like, when I was involved in theater at school, we had, like, a whole year where we learned about the production aspect and you have just a different appreciation for all the work that people put into it because you're analyzing everything mm-hmm. you know yeah it's also made me very cynical where like yeah i'll, I'll go to <laughs> see one of my favorite bands and i'll be like oh this is awful this is ruined you know the sound <laughs> stinks whoever's running the sound is an idiot but then i'm sure there are millions of people listening to whatever sound i run saying the same thing or saying that you know this is the best experience i yeah. ever had because they have no back- background to preface those statements yeah. You know. So how did you learn to to set up shows and to to figure things out? Is it just like trial and error for it's, you? It's sort of like um, it's sort of like logic, um, and sort of everything moves into its next part in a in a very specific way um, to get to an end. And the difficulty is figuring out okay what's in between me making sound with my voice and it coming out of those speakers mm. sounding mm-hmm. almost exactly the same, if not better. Do you find like lo- the there's a difference, a very significant difference in like live shows and then mixing and mastering and like editing that way? I actually okay, so I'm <clears throat> I, I think there is a pretty big difference. Like when I edit this podcast, I have 
I almost have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I can understand how to EQ and whatnot, but when it comes to like mixing and mastering for recorded sound, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely as um, being an edit, like I edit um, another podcast, but I, I know how. Like, it's definitely a learning curve because it, for me at least, it was trial and error figuring out yes. how to like fade in and fade out and then com- compress sound and learn how to put in different inputs for stuff like it's definitely something that you have to learn from your mistakes yeah. um, and just feeling things out and some people it comes to them very naturally like if you have like a music background or like any other experience in like production when it, you're put in a situation where you might not be exposed to a specific software it's like well I know what all the like aspects of it are so I can maneuver the software based on like whatever previous knowledge I have Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of apply those skills everywhere you know so yeah that's really cool is there uh like a your like a favorite aspect of working you're are you what are what's your role in production oh so I'm the production manager um the head honcho of the production department snap we're with the celebrity (laughs) (laughs) um I think in the uh the volunteer all call I introduced production as like the proletariat of CDU. Oh my god! <laughs> In which we're doing a lot of like hard manual labor most of the time. But we're like, your laborers. Yes. Um, the the payoff then is actually getting to mix a show and like making these very, um, very like integral decisions mm. on how a certain thing is going to sound. I remember the first show I mixed was Alex Cameron back when the club was still up. And, the club. Yeah, and the the drummer had these like nice like toms, like three of them, mm. and we had mic'd it um, pretty nicely, and like there was a song, and I noticed that he was hitting them a little bit more, and so like the first big decision I ever made as like somebody turn mixing sound was like, drums. no, turn it up. Turn that sounds great. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was drums like, I, always. Uh huh. I want to hear. I want to hear those toms really I want the well. bass in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so wow that's so fun yeah how's it working with the artists then like you're kind of like do they ever that, that liaison between you yeah, know do they ever artists. have like requests on how they want certain things to sound or how they want it to be set up yeah sometimes um most people don't they just generally trust us um some people can be pretty difficult i'm not going to name names but i think <laughs> the nicest people we've ever had who've just they were so patient with us like even when things were we're not going so great. Like we, we figured it out eventually, but Wicca phase springs eternal. Mm. We're the nicest band I ever worked with. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you'd call them a band, but like, you know, yeah, rap group artists, yeah. artists. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so sweet. I remember I was working that band and they had, they had their own like soundboard. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it's just, I don't know. It's kind of like you guys work together, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. When it when it happens that uh, an artist has their own front of house, we normally act as stagehands or we'll mix the opening act, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always just like a lot of respect between um, the sound guys and, and my staff and whatnot. Yeah. I, I got to ask, what's what's the craziest setup you've had? Oh, gosh. The craziest setups, luckily, are the ones that I rarely have to work because <laughs> they, they recognize, you know, we're not going to put these college kids through it. So they, they generally have their own front of house. But Polyphia, I think, took f- just forever to set up. And yeah. they had, like, intense lights and stuff. I think the, the most interesting one that we were actually involved with was um, 
Gorilla Toss, where like oh. there was just they pulled out these sound making machines that like I didn't even <laughs> I had never seen before. I'm like, I guess I can put this in it. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe that will carry the sound over. And they had these um, light projections and stuff, and they put up a sheet, and it was like it was very elegant, but also very DIY at the same time. Right, which I think makes like a very unique sound. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's us. That's I think us. we're we're That's elegant us. DIY. <laughs> elegant DIY production. Thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Um, so, how's adapting now to these new venues? Since we don't have uh, the the club down under space anymore, we're at the Woolberry, we're at the Moon, we're at the auditoriums. How is the sets setups differentiating between those multiple venues? Yeah, so it's it's a lot harder, um, mm. but also it it makes us learn things that we otherwise would not have learned in the club that are absolutely like 100% important for for sound like back in the club we had uh, a cat five snake running to a stage box to uh, amps and speaker setup and all we would have to do is roll out the stage box connect that cat five which will take the sound to our soundboard um, and then just mix from there yeah, didn't have to worry about anything in between there's a certain level of comfortability with that and you guys would just you know it, it's just easy that way yeah and it, now you're going to all these different places where it yeah. became a routine and we were just doing what we were taught rather than actually like understanding mm. at least a little bit of the theory behind what's going on yeah. so now setting up in these spaces uh, the wilbury has its own setup but whenever we have to set up our own uh pa like personal address the speaker um, set up and everything, it's, um, I, I feel like I learn something new every time. Wow, um, Especially, so you know, working across different, like, mixing boards, working with different equipment in different spaces, too. Uh, the most important thing in sound, as I've heard, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but it's the, the space that you're in and how the sound is filling that space. Mm. Yeah. And mixing um, becomes sort of, how do you make it so that it, it interacts with that space in the best possible way? For sure. That was so well put. How do you how do you how do you attack a set a setup when it comes to different venues? Like having a show in the Wilbury versus how would you set up for something like an event on Landis? Um, so yeah, the Wilbury uh, they have all their speakers set up and stuff. So we don't have to do that much in the way of setting up PA, mm -hmm. determining outputs, matrices, and stuff like matrices. That's all the that, correct word. Yeah. All of that stuff. Um, but when it comes to, like, a live on Landis, um, we, we really start from scratch. We just, we get our board, we get our speakers, and, um, you know, we, we've interacted with that board a little bit, um, so we're pretty comfortable in, in knowing, okay, 15, 16 are going to be ref, left and right outputs, and, and everything else we're going to run analog. But lately, um, at least for the Spirit Showcase, we actually used the stage box again, which is digitally. Mm -hmm. So the difference between analog and digital, and a, not the main difference, but a difference, is that like analog, you know, input one is going to connect to fader one, which is going to connect to whatever you determined, you know, a mic or something. Digital, you can put that in a stage box and say, okay, that's going into stage box input one, but maybe I actually want it on fader 15, that would work best for me. Or maybe I want it coming through this different output. And you can program this stuff on the board. Um, oh, that's so cool. So it gets a little confusing. And even beyond that, there's analog like effects and stuff like that, analog compression, which I haven't really looked into. Right, but, but you got to keep track of all those different yeah. inputs. Um, is this like 
related to what you want to do after school? Not at all. <laughs> okay, segue. Let's talk about it. What yeah. do you want to do? What's okay. your major? What, what's what's the plan? I am a uh, literature and philosophy major, and wow. as much as I love, as much as I love like running sound and interacting with it, um, having worked with uh, the the real deal, the the actual production companies around Tallahassee, like. That is some grisly work that they're doing. It's it's very yeah. intense and yeah. and um, my fragile hands aren't, aren't meant for <laughs> for that kind of lifestyle. I am but a simple writer. <laughs> so how long how long does it? I'm I'm sorry if I'm coming back from this transition, but how long does it take for you usually to set up an event? An event, I it, it really depends. If it's it depends on the band that we're setting up. It would take us maybe about an hour or so to properly set up like a, a PA system that's being generous. We're, we're very green crew. Um, okay. Green. <laughs> we like environmentally savvy. <laughs> um, and so it, it takes us, uh, quite a while, but then, uh, also the bands that we're setting up, like it's the difference between, okay, are they going to have a mic and acoustic guitar or are they going to have, you know, mm. like a five piece experimental, like, 10 keyboards, <laughs> 8 trumpets, stuff yeah. like that. 8 trumpets. That'd be, that'd be crazy. We love brass. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to be setting up jazz on Landis. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Oh, my gosh. When I'm is that excited, event? yeah. Oh, I could not tell you. Yeah. I'm, I'm the worst <laughs> when it comes to planning you. these things. <laughs> we should. Uh, I, I, I love jazz. <laughs> you, like, you like jazz? Yeah, I like jazz. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um. The amount of work that you guys do for us is definitely underappreciated, I think. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. That. We had um, we had a we actually had an event that you guys would have set up for for our haunted harvest. Oh yes. Um however oh, yeah, what were you guys gonna do for that? The, yeah. The, what was the like product production plan for <laughs> to that? To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> like I Well, the event sometimes... is Monday, so you better have an idea. Yeah. So um <laughs> When it comes to events like that, like uh, programmed events rather than shows and stuff, right. I normally look at it day of because it's not going to be super Super intense. technical because yeah. it's more like DJ-esque. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when it comes to a DJ, we can just set up the speakers, set up our board, they plug in and play. Yeah, know? that's good. That's good. I'm sure you find the um, concerts to be a little bit more rewarding Definitely. in that sense. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I'm going to just move on to something I had wanted to talk about just as an entirely like off-topic separate thing but Halloween's approaching and I've compiled some FSU haunted uh stories that I'd like to dive into are you a fan of like spooky things like that yes do you do you find yourself deep diving because I <laughs> I kind of I'm a very gullible person so I succumb to conspiracies a little too frequently like so is that something that yeah, you find yourself... I, I have a very conspiracy-minded Right, Mr. Philosopher. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's, philosophy let's... major. Um, but my relationship with, like, horror and, like, real-life ghost stories and true crime and stuff, like, mm. I can stand it for an hour at a time. Yeah. But after that, I feel like a bad person. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> these are giving me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean, like, I feel like... Like, I can listen to a true crime podcast for, yeah, exactly an hour, but after that, I'm like, wow, <laughs> the universe is terrible. Yeah. I don't want to live in here anymore. I is just that your, like, room. philosophy foundation that's, like, Mankind fueling is... that narrative in your head? or <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's still up in the air, 
to me whether or not mankind is um, naturally good or naturally evil or somewhere oh, in between. Geez. It's up in the air. We'll have to I, wait for your book. Yeah. We'll have to wait I, for your book. I also hate philosophy. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a love-hate relationship at the least. It's a hate-hate relationship. No, you're studying it. You're fully, you're fully submerged in it. You have to like it a little. I have made something which we call a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when deciding on a major, a mistake is something that I feel like we've all gone through. Absolutely. At least, like, three times. Because mm-hmm. I've changed my major at least thrice. So... Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about ghosts. I'm I'm ready. Okay, but I'm okay. We all have heard about the ghosts in Coffin Hall, right? Absolutely. I've heard heard of Of. them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's a very chilling dorm, I would say. I love Coffin Hall. Uh, well, it's a music hall, and the first floor is like there's a fireplace in it, and yeah. I was like, in what world is there a fireplace necessary in Florida? Like, and there's a piano. Well, yes, it's the music hall. They of all course. practice in there. It's it's very nice, and sometimes we got all the music kids rehearsing, whatnot. But I think that's the scariest thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a large congregation of music kids. Twenty minutes of saxophone rehearsal is my <laughs> biggest fear. <laughs> um, just the same song over and over again. Oh, they're playing it again. (laughs) Beneath my dorm. Um, But yeah, so apparently there was a girl on the top floor sunbathing when we could sunbathe on the roof at a school, like in what world? Yeah, you know, casually. Yeah, casually. Um, And I guess that she got locked up there during a thunderstorm and then got struck by lightning. Isn't that so 1940s of them? Like, who forgets that their friend is sunbathing, locks them in, and then they die by lightning strike? That's just brilliant. And apparently people who live on the, like, the highest floor of Coffin Hall have heard the screams and taps of this young lady. Isn't that terrifying? Give me a little chilies. Um... I love ghost stories, especially ones that were, like, experienced by my friends. Personally, I've never experienced, like, an actual one where I've felt threatened. I've, I've experienced, like, ghost stories in the sense of, like, oh, my God, there's something in the same room as me, but there isn't. And I feel it, but it's welcoming, and it's not crazy scary. I haven't ever, like, been like, that's a demon, you know? Yeah. I will speak from my authority on philosophy. Um, <laughs> and let this thoughts? be known, let this be quoted, let this be heard through the halls of Florida State. <laughs> ghosts are real. They're so are they? real. I was about, so real. I was about to so ask if you guys real. thought that ghosts are real. Think about the energy, the, <laughs> the, the phrase, nothing is created nor destroyed. You think the spirits just go... Away? No. Can you imagine Wrong. how boring life would be if ghosts were not real? Yeah, I think everything that happened is just a ghost being like, hey, check this out. <laughs> yeah, check it. But yeah, that's a funny ghost story. I've always, not that I think that there's ghosts in Strozier, but like walking through the bookshelves when there's no one there is like it's, yeah, cold it's, and scary. Do you think ghosts hang out with other ghosts on campus? Of course. They, I mean, it's a little ghost community. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want to go, like, sit by Strozier? Hang go? out? I bet they go to class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they like, sit in. Let's, let's check out where, where the knowledge is at in this time period. They're like, oh, very interesting. Yeah. And now we've got the smartest ghosts in the world. <laughs> we really do. They've been around for thousands and thousands of years. Philosopher ghosts. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, is there an event right now that you're, like, looking forward to working? I'm stoked for... This Will Destroy You and Caro Caro Benito. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so looking forward to them. Yeah, I love Caro Caro Benito so much. I, I Hopefully I get to work that show. Um, 
this will destroy you. Haven't heard them, but I've had I've heard great things. I know they're very like We'll make a playlist. Yeah. I know they're very like metal adjacent, which is what I'm all about, and KKB. But also I'm excited for the strange events that um the lovely programming crew of CDU is having me do. Which um, one is strange in particular? Uh, I think I'm setting up like a string quartet oh. for, Very for nice. an American in Paris. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I just need to put my beret in action, essentially. <laughs> and, and then I think we're doing a jazz night live on Landis, which I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for those because I've, you know, I've never had to mic and uh, set up for a string quartet, nor really a jazz band all that much, and I, I'm really excited for it. We have also have uh, an acapella group. I um, love acapella groups. How is the miking situation for that, if it's just like you're supposed to... Don't they hold individual... Voice thing? So, what I was thinking about doing, and I'm sure there are other better approaches, but we have condenser mics, which sort of, they take in like a, a wider range of sound. They have like a, a, a bigger pattern to take in. Um, so set three of them up in front of them, like a little distance away, and then maybe a couple mics that they can pass off for like soloing, and of course a mic for the percussion um, singer. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's yeah, let's nice. go through those events then that we have lined up. Yeah, uh, since we're talking about them so much. Yeah, well, first we have on tomorrow, Monday, is... Uh, is our Haunted Harvest. Like we said, um, we had a tropical, tropical storm, storm came through and we had to cancel it, but no need to fear. Because Haunted Harvest is here. No need to fear. On October twenty eighth. That is tomorrow, uh, or today, whenever you're listening to it. <laughs> and if it's around. and if it's Tuesday, then I'm sorry to say, but we got a bunch of other events because on October thirtieth we have American in Paris. Bring your berets, bring your red lipstick, bring uh your croissants. See si, see, si, wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And then Um All Hallows Eve on the thirty first. That's the another event that I'll be working, so um the meet and greet situation didn't go really great for the stand-up show, but I'm still taking Venmo requests uh, mm -hmm. to take a picture with me. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, That's going to be a uh, costume uh, event, too. So dress up. Dress up. There's a contest. And on November 1st, the drag Friday. Drag show! Is I'm so excited. I love drag shows. They're, They're a lot fun. Of fun. They're so hype. Um, and the queens are queens. Mm -hmm. uh, Dia de los Muertos. Muertos. You gotta love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Wait, no, the uh, the design for that poster is beautiful. But I stole one because I'm it's gonna going hang up it up in your my, room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to miss out. Our cultures event, our culture events are brilliant. They're fantastic. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. And then Dan Deacon on November fifth. I'm excited. I want to go as well. At the bark. At the bark. It's gonna be a Where's great show. Where's the bark? The bark. Yes. It's um. It's right by like Wilbury area. Oh, nice. Okay. You know the little bridge from the Wilbury. Okay, yes. Yeah, leads straight to the bar. Okay, okay, cool. Brilliant. Oh, and then on the 7th, November 7th, is an evening with Chella Man. Uh, it's a part of our lecture series, mm -hmm. so that'll be a really great one you won't want to miss out on. I love all of our lecture series. Yeah. They're, they're always, they always bring a great a great speaker, and I'm, I'm very excited for, for Chella Man. Yes. And then on November 9th, we have This Will Destroy You at the Wilbury. I'm excited, Kyle. Any, Hopefully it any... won't destroy you because oh. then you can't enjoy the show, but... <laughs> Come anyways. <laughs> and to cap it all off... Caro Caro Bonito on the 10th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that show specifically. Great music. Fantastic music. At the Woolberry. Be there. Be square. Or be square. Be you square. won't want to miss it. Be a square. Don't be afraid to be square. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> but come anyways. Any shape you want. This is Abby. 
And I'm Daniel, and thank you, Kyle, for Thanks coming. Thanks so much. Yeah, I hope this is a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Everybody, uh, thank you. We can't thank you enough for listening to our second episode. Catch us next week two with weeks. episode three. In the next two weeks, correct. I'm, 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 my apologies. In the next couple weeks, we'll come back with episode three. Cue the soundtrack. Cue the soundtrack.